really have to do this? We do. We do. All right, then. Well, we're back with the Skin Hill podcast. Yep. We're recording on Tuesday, the day after the uh, the incident. Another fantastic Monday, Friday weekend in the Brandyville. Yeah. Although, in saying that, we did say last week that we'd be happy with four points through the course of the the four days, the 73 hours, whatever. Yeah. We got three. It's not the points, I don't think. So, going into it, we would have took four points. I think we agreed on that. But, after the performance on Friday night, hmm. you're thinking, well, y- you know, at the minimum now we're getting four. Um, but, yeah, it was probably the performance last night, which is Monday night. Uh, that was it, it it absolutely was a performance more the than they yeah because we, like we'll we'll talk about that game in a, in a bit if it was a fucking game um happier times to begin yeah we'll we'll, we'll start off on a, a happier note um we played some pats on friday and uh i mean i was going into the game expecting a, a, a tough ish game I thought, um, I thought they were in decent form. Now, as we record this right now, yeah, their manager's been sacked. I just seen that this this afternoon. Yeah, Tim Clancy stepped down uh, by mutual consent. Uh, he was mutually consented. Yeah, that clap trap by so he gets sacked. Um, I was talking this talking to Liam Coyle. Oh, big name oh, drop there. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking to Derry City Legend. Did he drop a shoulder and avoid you just? <laughs> no, he couldn't. Uh, his, his dodgy knee went. <laughs> um, I was talking to Liam uh, on Monday night at the Rovers game, and he was sort of saying, do Pats expect Tim Clancy to take them anywhere? Like, I, I, he thinks they made a balls up and appointed them, but he wasn't the right man for the job. And I can't help but think, I, Liam, you were probably spot on, to be fair. I don't think he's a bad manager. He done a job with Drogheda before that. Well, um, <laughs> try, he, tell Pat's that. Aye, but I think they're playing with a, a pretty much a makeshift back four. They are, and I think that the mutually consenting has come a wee bit premature. Who goes in there, do you reckon? <sighs> Stephen O'Donnell. Uh, <laughs> back again. Court case settled if he comes back. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's uh, as you can probably hear from the the jazz festival. My my voice is completely uh, gone, as it were. And I would like to say it was actually from the jazz festival, but it was from screaming uh, last night. The passers by on the road. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my frustrations at the, the performance, but that's that's something we'll get onto later in the the episode. Um, and I, you know, I think it's just come a wee bit premature. It's a bad run. It's a bad spell. And if you're sacking managers after every what two, three games that you haven't won, then we'd be through about fifteen managers by now. It's probably probably in the performances because prior to playing us, they were beat two 0 by Shamrock Rovers. They did not really threaten at all on Friday night, did they? No, but Derry said he looked a different animal. We did, we did. Um, but I before the Rovers, be, 
before they played us and before they played Champ Rovers before us. Hmm. I think they had a, a run of four or five victories in a row, but it was 2-0 against Rovers, 2-0 against us, spoiler alert, and uh, was it 1-0 and down to 10 men yeah. on Monday against Sligo. Sligo Rovers? Funny you should mention that, and I messaged you while I was watching the game. I watched the first half of that game. Uh, and You were impressed? <laughs> very impressed. Pats and Sligo Rovers are so shite. Two teams that's managed to get a draw out of us this season. Yeah, that's that's. It doesn't bode well, does it? <laughs> um, the the only interesting thing I took from the first forty five minutes of that game was Sligo Rovers only shot on target came from their goalkeeper. Ah, uh, uh, a clearance midway through his own half. And no, if if only we had had that <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah. me, Brian Spo- Maher. Spoiler alert: the uh, best pass of the ball Barry Davies ever seen. Yeah, we'll well, forgive you for that. Do you know what? He he passed a beautiful to Jack Burton, but we'll talk about that in a wee while too, won't we? Uh Let's, we'll we'll get under the Pats game. We'll get under the Pats game. Because this is gonna be a doomsday podcast and and it really shouldn't be because we'll we won be actually well. happy talking about the Pats game, so yeah, we'll get that out of the we, way. We we won well on Friday night, like I mean, as I was saying, Pats just really didn't didn't scare me at all. They didn't bother me. No, but I think we for the first time all season had the sort of the speed about us the we looked stronger we looked fitter we looked faster than them we were all over them yeah for all of the game which is what we would expect from the thing that was that was put out on the pitch and speaking of that team mark have you got them there i will run you through the team now so it was the exact same team that lined up against cork and I think we probably were putting uh, McGonagall back in yeah. after the court game. But I'll run through it here now. So that, you was, had, that was um, stupid of us. That's why we're not managers. Uh, so you had Brian Maher in Nets, uh, Ben Doherty left back, McJanet, Shane McElhinney centre halves, uh, Boyce on the Boyce right back, Diallo, O'Reilly and O'Neill in the middle. Uh, Duffy on the left, Graydon on the right, and Big Kane, Kane Cavanaugh XL. In the top. middle with his little arm light. <laughs> <laughs> Up top, and then on the bench you had um, McGonagall that we mentioned. Kier Call again on the bench. I don't like it. I don't know about it myself. Uh, Branton Cavanaugh, bench stalwart. Uh, Matt Ward, another stalwart on the bench. And the Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer of the League of Ireland. Colin Whelan a baby faced assassin um, and he did end up making an appearance but again we'll, we'll talk about that later in the game uh, not an awful lot to talk about in the first half uh, we did have an opportunity around the 10 minute mark um, Michael Duffy I think it was at the post we had the post a couple of times but I, I don't know I can't mind which one was the first half now I think of both halves that we had the du- post. Yeah, Duffy had the post, um, the inside of the post, and it came back out. Well, I think it was around the ten minute mark. Um, no, again, we could do the whole Damien Duffy started the game, the first sixty seconds of the game, absolutely unbeatable. Um, but it was, it was just a very mm, first half. Like you could see, well, I could see that a goal was coming. Aye, we. Well, that's the thing. We didn't never look like not one in it, or it didn't look like it even would become one of those scrappy affairs. Yeah, it was. Um, 
we, we we were just waiting on the goal to go in. Like pretty much, we we were reining forward. Their keeper was forced in the numerous saves. Yeah, and that was all through the first half and end of the start of the second half. And as you mentioned, like apart from chances and and shots on target, yeah, there's nothing that stands out in my head in in the first half really, apart from Derrier on top here. Yeah, one thing of note that I noticed that that game uh, there was three Crystal Palace scouts sitting behind us and uh, we were trying to sort of gauge who they were looking at and tell them that Mickey Duffy and Brian Maher were the worst players in the league and uh, lo and behold on Monday night uh, Brian Maher went and but again we'll talk about that later who were did um, you ever find out who they were watching no but it turns out it's believed they were actually watching a Pats player and oh. I can't help but think fucking hell I'm trying to think who they could be watching because Owen Doyle he, he's past his English days especially Premier League level uh, Christy Forrester's probably too old to go over there now oh yeah absolutely um, but even like he, he wasn't great big big Joe Redman I like him he is out injured um, would they possibly have been watching the lad that was meant to come to us Mulraney hmm what he just he as well though? I'm not no, 100%. He wouldn't, to, he, he wouldn't get a game in the Premier League either. Not a chance. To, to be honest, I don't think they're recruiting for the Premier League because you you can't recruit from the for the Premier League from the the Premier Division. Well, if you're looking someone young, potentially. But I think they're recruiting for sort of put them under the reserves and then maybe see how they go. Well, you have that. Potentially have that, make um, a profit off them further down the line. I don't know that big lad. Big Dutch centre half, Noah Lewis, he's young. Do you know what was going through my head through the majority of the game? Would it be Ollie O'Neill? Maybe. Like Maybe. he's 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 on loan from Fulham. So Premier League Club. Premier League opposition scouts having a look. He's coming back what, June? July? Mm, uh, as far as we're aware. Uh. Hopefully. Um <laughs> Would they be looking at maybe making a punch there? I don't know. No, I don't think so. You wouldn't send them over here to watch them, I don't think. See, there's, there's I like Ollie, right? And I hate him at the same time. Why do you hate him? His blonde tops. Well, that too. I mean, lad. It's, it's He's still young enough to get It's 2023. You're, what, 21? It'd be different me and you rocked up to the Brandywell with blonde tops. It'd be a midlife crisis. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mon now, aware of that. Forget about it. No, stop it. <laughs> Cut her hair. Um, he's he's almost bipolar as a footballer. So you're diagnosing him now as well. <laughs> Jesus, it was a like, bad weekend. I mean, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, he shows promises of of what he can do and and bits and pieces of talent, and then five minutes later, he's anonymous. I thought in the second half of the Pats game. Mm-hmm. Probably the best player in the pitch. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. And then fast forward to Monday, and he's he's one of the worst. We'll we'll save our rankings. We'll do a <laughs> one to eleven. Who gets what out of ten? I can tell you, nobody's getting over four. Like, but yeah, absolutely. I would. We won't do that because no, it's 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 we've got enough enemies. No, but there's a bit <laughs> that as well for Pat Sam Curtis. Uh, plays at the back. Well, he's been playing at the back. Yeah. Um, well. Didn't exactly cover themselves in glory at the back this weekend, did they? No, I just think 
it was because Derry City were just a much higher quality team. But now with the the ability of looking back in retrospect, were we that good, or were they just really shit? No, I thought we 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 were much better. I'm just basing it off. I'm playing the devil's advocate here and asking with the question. Monday night as well. Yes, I, because Monday night we didn't do anything that we done at all on Friday night. Yeah. Um, and actually, Big Keen Cavanagh, we said, or I think we came to the general uh, consensus that McGonagall might get back him because we watched the court game on TV. Yeah. Big Keen Cavanagh was very, very good, very effective in the top end of the pitch. He was. He just. Against some pats. He, he couldn't get the opportunity to, you know, put one away. As though someone um, else is scoring, that's okay. According to Georgie Hargan. Who's this now? I don't remember Georgie used to work up in the DC goal. I know him, but I'm assuming a lot of listeners might not. Okay, so Georgie's involved with the club. I'm not exactly sure what his role is. He was the chaplain or something, was he? Like uh, pastoral so, support? Something along them lines. Uh, he was the Charlie Chaplain. Um, I'm not uh, not 100% sure on what his role is within the club. Neither here nor there. But according to him, and this is her, this is third-hand information. Like it's, it's coming from somebody else in between. But according to him, Keane Cavanagh is the best finisher of the club. Lie. Well. Not calling Georgie a liar, but he's spreading misinformation. Colin Whelan <laughs> is the best finisher at the club. But we haven't seen Keane Cavanagh in full finishing mode. He's When you put him up exactly, top. So. Exactly. Well, <laughs> when, when, when we see him, like he's, he's up top and he's wrestling. You know what I mean? He's getting the, the, he's he getting the tables, ladders, and chairs out. Like he's he's throwing himself about and he's he's putting defenders under pressure. There was one stage that he was like him and your man Lewis, and he was like in a DDT. Yeah, like it was like the fucking it it was like a Royal Rumble at the back. Everyone was having a go. It was It wasn't a DDT. It was a diamond cutter. Oh well, there you are. Give it to old Diamond Dallas Page. You're doing hand signals on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you have to do the diamond. You have to do the diamond. Anybody that knows wrestling knows that the diamond cutter and the and diamond dollars page. And the, yeah, uh, just Google it if you're on the, the Rory Patterson celebration. Um, yeah, he gave it a good rattle for the what sixty odd minutes that he was on, and he was he was doing his what I assume his job was very very well. He was just. A big presence up top, annoying defenders, uh, putting themselves in positions where they would find it hard to get around them or whatever, and they then having to throw them onto the ground. And all right, there might have been a bit of theatrics in there. There absolutely was a bit of theatrics in there, trying to win free kicks and stuff. Um, but he 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 done that role very very well. But he was getting about a bit as well. Like he was. His he was, pace is actually a wee bit surprising when you see it. Because he's such a tall fella, and you wouldn't expect it of him. Ah, he's sort of bulky as well. Like mm. he's well built. So, um, but yeah, like he was, he was doing everything that Jamie can't. Well, we got to see that on Monday. I mean, we keep trailing Monday night as though we're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be something good, but it's not. I know it's only what it's not even twenty four hours ago. Um, but it, no. it's just it's hard to take. This time twenty four hours ago, we were actually still champions. Um, yeah, this time twenty four hours ago, we were still with a shout, and and we had a great team. But <sighs> on Friday night, um, I so big Kavanaugh went off after an hour. He did, and. The star of the show came on, Mr. Colin Whelan. Yeah. 
but as soon as he came on, the game changed. I but as you, like as we said, we were waiting on it. Yeah, and maybe he was just that wee bit extra that we we didn't have to to make the full breakthrough. But then the goal comes from the penalty spot. It does. It does. Uh, Noah Lewis gave it away, and I w- I was telling to the boys, uh, Keith and, and Jan, before the game and during the game, and they were saying that this this fella Noah Lewis, he's a bomb scare waiting to go off. Uh, one of them boys just. And throughout the first half, I was like, no, he's he's actually he's doing all right here. Curse of the commentator, possibly. Second half makes a massive balls like. Ryan Graydon packs the ball up in the middle of the park. Um, just a drive and run. Like, straight through the defence, through the midfielders. Something that we hadn't seen from any player yeah. the whole season. Straight through the defence, through the defenders. Knocks the ball into the box. Still at his feet. Past Noah Lewis. And he leaves a leg out. Which you just, you can't do. No. You can't do it, but you can't let him get it past him that easy either. No, well, this is true. Like, I mean, put up some sort of fight, even if you have to step out of the box and, and throw a slide tackle uh. or whatever. But um, he didn't do that. He, he threw a lazy leg out and uh, he invited Ryan Graydon to go down. May as well have just handed him an invitation goes here. There's a penalty for you, have it. Uh, <laughs> be great if we could get a few more of those invitations. Yeah, well, again, we'll we'll talk about Monday night later on, but... We kind of did get one of those, but mm, we'll, 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 we'll analyse that later. On the Pats one, on I the Pats was one. dead on line with. Yeah. Um, my initial thought was that Graydon might have been clipped. Right. It was definitely inside the box. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he might have been clipped. So, And I'm standing behind the, the lino. Mm-hmm. So... So you were putting the pressure on him? He no, but he's probably having the same view as me. Looking across the line, it it did look like oh, there's a leg there. He's obviously tripped him over. Yeah. But when you see it on the the camera replay, it's, which is my sort of perspective, uh, it was like it's uh, very much good play from Graydon. Yeah. Like if if he was being too honest there, then we don't get that penalty. It's that word the commentators like using these days: gamesmanship. It was gamesmanship. You know, he offered the <laughs> he offered him a penalty. Aye, by putting that leg out. Gamesmanship is something that we've accused the team lacking of. Yeah. Um. So it's always good to see. Yeah. Um. I was surprised at who took the ball though. Did you see what had happened? No, I was sort of too busy being like, "Oh Jesus!" This is so a this penalty. actually uh, this our record of penalties isn't exactly brilliant. This really annoyed me. Because Graydon goes down and wins the penalty. Now, I think he assumes that he's hitting the penalty. Yeah. Ben Doherty must be the the penalty taker. Yeah. Um, But but nobody can get a handle on this. So they're kind of arguing. Like, uh, you don't like seeing that shit? No, that's uh, really annoying because then you're putting pressure on whoever hits the penalty then. Yeah, that would have been a time for, for Big Cam to step up and be like, hey... Well, that's the thing. Like, Give him um, the fucking ball now. The, the two main players in there was Cameron McJanet and Michael Duffy. Senior but players. They well, are Cameron senior McJanet, players, but... Cameron McJanet, captain. And Michael Duffy, senior player. Which is... I, I wouldn't class Michael Duffy as a senior player simply because I've seen him when he was 
a young lad playing uh, for the club. You know what I mean? But I uh, so even even after they had stepped in, I think Greedon was still a bit sort of arsy about it. But don't do that. Like just yeah. don't do it. Get on with it. Like I mean, if you're not the designated penalty taker, whether you wonder, it's not you're not playing the street. Absolutely, yeah. Take your beanbag. Ones that hits it. Take your beanbag. So get on with it. Just I didn't like that, and then Ben Doherty steps up, and I I try not to sound sad about this. Yeah, but he I nearly fucking sent the net, and the daisy field. Yeah, he hit it that hard. I. <laughs> I don't like left footers hitting penalties. That's a... I don't. It's a weird superstition from England, I think. No, it, it's not really. It, it's more statistical. <coughs> like, left footers, they're more inclined to show their... Where they're, where they're essentially they're hitting the ball. Now, is that fact? Apparently so. Is that... Apparently so doesn't scream fact. <laughs> there was, like, an experiment done on it. And it, it did sort of come off factual, but... Everyone opens their body. Do you, well, I mean, uh, we're going down a rabbit hole here now, but well, th- psycho- this is what we do, Mark. Psychologically, every single human interaction has tells and reads, and that's how yeah. the likes of Darren Brown and stuff make their money. So, to do a a study under that and say, oh, he's showing what way he's going to go before he hits it. Yeah, yeah, gets a load of shit. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm just not comfortable watching left first. Take you might not anyway. be comfortable because you can't put yourself in that position because you're not left footed or you're thinking you're hunting it with your left foot and yeah. I don't know about yours but mine's is I mean mine's is just for standing on. yeah um, I look doesn't matter what happened because in the end up Ben Doherty smashes the ball through the net and uh, we're 1-0 up and you know dreamland because we, we don't do this thing uh, called uh, winning at home. No, well, the last time we won at home was our first game at home. We went one 0 up. Um, their keeper actually had a good game for the fact he was in the losing team. Yeah, he made a few, uh, a few saves, a few very good saves. Not too many. Uh, well, not enough. Well, as it turns out, not it. It wasn't enough. Um. Aside from that, you can't really say that he had a poor game. It was more the the ten players in front of him that that didn't exactly perform to their their highest ability. God knows why that is. Maybe it's because of the way Tim Clancy has them set up. Maybe it's because they don't fancy playing for Clancy anymore. Well, uh, they don't have to worry about that. Well, they went. I I don't like this though. I don't like this new way of doing things where managers end up getting sacked because um, players stop playing for them because they don't they've taken a umbrage them they don't like them or whatever you see it, you've seen it time in time out in the Premier League you know um, Spurs for example they didn't like playing for Conte so they just stopped playing for Conte what's their excuse now they're shite <laughs> no I'd, you wouldn't like to see it but it's kind of tough shite like you have to get you've brought the players in you have to control how you play, yeah. The, the, when you're bringing players in, obviously the attitude and and the personality is as much now as important as the the footballing ability. Because yeah, I mean, obviously you want good footballers, but yeah, people with the wrong attitude can can cause all sorts of disruption for you. Rory Patterson, 
he was just selfish. Like apparently not. No. Typical sort of goal scorer. He always struck me as like he might have been. I'm not saying he's like a loner, but he might have been a bit of a loner in the dressing room in the sense that he's just out there to do his job, score a goal, and go home. Yeah, and I that's mean, it. for me, <coughs> I haven't seen as good a finisher at the club um, since the days of Mark Farren, uh until Patterson came along, and I haven't seen one since. Yet. Yet I know it, it's only what <coughs> two games on the Colin Whelan's three games on the Colin Whelan's Derry City career, uh, well. three substitute appearances on the um, Colin Whelan's Derry City career. But again, that that's something we'll, we'll we'll talk about further down the line. Um, penalty goes on. Penalty goes on. We go wild. Everybody's enjoying themselves. Yeehaw! Happy days. Now, something I've noticed, but weird. How's your maths, Mark? Oh, it depends. Simple basic mathematics. Yes, fantastic. 90 minus 11. Is 79. Okay. The time of Colin Whelan's goal against Cork. Was what? 79. 79 as well. What number does he wear? 11? Yeah. Does he wear 11 up here? 79 minutes into the game against St. Pat's. Right, I, I, that's a stretch, like. Luck. Although it didn't happen on Monday night. Look. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? The man must do voodoo or something. He does with the ball. He does. Um, just before that, just right before that corner, uh, Derry's taking their time. Gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah, that I'll, I'll clap trap. Uh, nobody's going to get the ball or whatever over at the side. Um and for some reason, the linesman becomes incensed that Derry aren't hurrying up. But the ball, like, there's two balls over behind the net with the ball boys. Yeah. And there's one halfways down the half. So there's not like a ball that the Derry player can go and retrieve quickly. Yeah. But the lino doesn't take it out on the Derry player saying hurry up. The lino walks down the line, almost squaring up the ball boy screaming in his face to hurry up and the ball boy just sort of threw but I think he was a bit shocked he just sort yeah. of throws the ball at, at the linesman's feet I'd have thrown it at his fucking face well the linesman obviously took a bit of stick from a lot of people standing where I would stand then because it's, it's all like parents I'm, that would stand I'm, there. I'm very disappointed that nobody reached for him it's very typical I don't know who the linesman was and I wouldn't Hazard a guess, but well, it's very typical. Very typical Garda behaviour. Well, one would imagine him in a uniform and and doing something like <laughs> that. I know you don't like when I talk about GAA. Ah, oh, here we go. See, but the vast majority of Gaelic referees, and I imagine it's the same in the League of Ireland, and it's absolutely the same, with the exception of maybe one or two. Uh, referees in the, the Premier League and stuff whenever they were double jobbing fucking strangers uh, they're either school teachers or cops uh, no well that's alright to make that comparison with the guy yeah but so a, a lot of GAA referees would be either guards or, or teachers so uh, they're, they're ball um, bags no matter what like so it wasn't no offence to any teachers that listen to our podcast by the way we think you're great 
Unless you're screaming children's Well, it wasn't a teacher move. It wasn't, it wasn't a teacher move. To I can't imagine we'd have too many cops listening to the podcast, in fairness. So no, and if you do, you should Um It wasn't a teacher move for, for him, the way he was reacting. So maybe his other job is, is a guard. But I just thought I, I'd mention that because it, people seem shocked all around that part of the, the stadium that he was reacting like that. And I'm... Th- it didn't really dawn on me like he's shouting at a Wayne to begin with. Yeah. I was just thinking, why is he so angry that Derry's taking their time? Yeah. Why is it, like you can't be that involved in the game or that like, you know, caught up in the game. It wasn't one of those games where you could just get carried away. We went one nil up, we got a corner, you know, happy days. It, it was a bit strange. It just struck me as very, very strange. No, it was. It was. Um, but I'm, a, a I'm, I, I didn't know this is ha- this had happened. Like so, I'm quite upset by it. Like I'm, a, I'm quite annoyed. Well, I'm to the point that I, I want to find out who that referee was. So linesman. next time it's or linesman. So next time I see him, I can fucking pelt him with either a bag of dog shite or abuse or both. I don't hundred percent know what uh, action I'm going to take, but there will be. Yeah, action well, we taken. wouldn't condone throwing bags of dog shite Fuck at em. anyone. Fuck them. Uh, a oh, corner. Well, if, he's, if he's a cop or a, a teaser, fuck him. A corner in the Brandywell for Derry City now means one thing and one thing only. Well, you would think that. A goal. You would think that. So, mm. uh, who whipped the corner in, actually? I can't remember now. No, was it neither can I. It, it, it would either be... No, Ben Doherty. Was it Ben? It was Ben. <clears throat> so, he whips it in. Because Ben got a goal and an, an assist. Uh, and... Just sort of the kind of balls that we put in all the time in the corner. Yeah, and nothing happens with them. Yeah. Now, something I want to point out as well: Callum Whelan, best finisher Superstar. of the ball to have ever played the game, but not the tallest man on the park. No, he's not that tall. No. No, and it's a ball into the front post as well. <clears throat> like it's just evaded the man at the front post. That's meant to be dealt with, like. But he's. He's got that desire to get on the end oh, of it, and he's got that sort of. He seems to have the knack of knowing where the ball's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Take nothing away from 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 Colin Whelan. Like he he done his job perfectly. But what I'm saying is, Pat's defending didn't exactly, you know, the defenders didn't exactly cover themselves in glory. Uh, which is something I alluded to earlier. Like, great ball into the box by Ben. Great finish by Colin Whelan. Shite defending. Uh. Keeper didn't stand a chance with that finish either. Um, no matter how well he dived it or, or what have you. It was just it was a bullet header from I would say about six yards out. Uh, but again, the six yard box is something that between the defenders and the goalkeepers they should be dealing with themselves. So I don't know, could have been defended better, but who cares because it was a, a goal for Derry and, and, and wild scenes in the Brandywell because we were on the verge of, of winning a game but it was a bit like um, when we went two up against Cork. You you just knew that they were going to relax Sunday a bit more. Yeah, I don't know about you though. I couldn't settle. No, I I I, I was settled. I didn't think Pat's. I thought that was a game over. <laughs> yeah. Wrapped up. Pat, Pat's much the same as Cork. Uh, didn't thread much up top. Although Cork had the ability to actually put the ball in the back of the net. Um, Pat's not so much. They still though. Us at the Brandywell, the form has been shocking to say the least. 
So, unless we're three, four up, I'm not settling. Well, because uh, it only takes one goal to completely change the game. It does, but when we go two nil up, it's it's different. One nil up, I give you that. I it's great having that cushion. When we go two nil up, we we seem to relax into the game a lot more. Yeah, um, and we start playing about a decent football. And then we look like one of the best teams on the planet. Yeah, but it's 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 just a pity it's few and far between that we we actually do go two 0 up and 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 can see the game out. Well, a anything else on the Pats game you want to bring up? No, nothing really. I mean, I didn't see too much shit really on the sidelines or anything or. Any of that carry on? Um, Do not see. So I think a load of Pats fans landed in twenty minutes late. Well, early. yes, <coughs> I. So I was going to leave that to later on in the, the the episode where we talked about the antics off the pitch, for for want of a better word. What's this? Um, the board of directors again? Hi, <laughs> that. No, just uh, Pats, their bus broke down, so they had to wait for a bus a spare boss to come and, and lift them they were 20 minutes late to get into the game it seemed like it was all their Hallion battalion their ultras and, and their ball bags I wouldn't say they were all Hallions no no absolutely there was a couple of uh, f- the term I believe is Scarfer uh, Scarfers with them on that bus uh, um, non-Hallions according non, to you non-Hallions yeah um, I think the Bell man was on that bus the bell, the bell end, yeah. Um, Imagine me broke down the side of a motorway <laughs> and all you can hear is that bell. Ringing the bell. Right, no one would stop because no, of nobody, the bell. Nobody's sticking a thumb out. Uh-huh. just your man ringing a bell. Hear ye, hear ye, we've broke down. And they're like, uh, I am not stopping to get murdered by a bell, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's his weapon of choice. Uh, he has a weapon of choice too. But their boss broke down. Apparently, this is according to... SEI Dodge on Twitter right? and uh, they were 20 minutes late for the game and I think their boss was still lying on the Brandywell the broken down bus was still lying on the Brandywell um, the following morning they didn't get leaving the Brandywell the 11 o'clock was it not on Friday night where, where did their bus break down? I'm not sure so, but they still managed to drive it to the Brandywell? possibly two breakdowns who knows right who knows um, or maybe they got it started again and, and just about you know, nursed it to the Brandywell and, and tried to get something sorted then. But um, there was a bus took them down to Monaghan and another bus met them there and, and took them on home. Um, not that I could really give a shit, to be to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I think I do want to leave it to later on in the, right, the episode they, right. they talk right. about it. Um, so what we'll do is we'll move on to Friday night's predictions. Did you get any off Facebook, Mark? Yes, because I remembered to do it on Friday. Yeah, because um, there was a wee, Monday wee issue then. there on Monday. Uh, there was no issue, apart from the fact that I completely forgot. Yeah, so I, I put a, a story up saying that there is a new episode out today. This is on Friday. A new episode today, but as of now, it's not showing on Spotify due to website maintenance. I did get a message um, when I uploaded the episode the night previous uh, that their website will be down for maintenance between the hours of X and Y. Um, not too sure what uh, number they are on the 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 old watch, but um, the episode wasn't shown to about three or four in the day, 
I don't think. And I forgot they put the link back up, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but thanks to everybody that listened. The question, I suppose, that I put up, <laughs> I think I was a wee bit angry. Uh, it said, fucking spoon burners. You're angry, Tony? <laughs> yeah, I should have done that last night, but I didn't. I couldn't get close to him. I wasn't <laughs> allowed. Uh, fucking spoon burners, and I changed the Pat's crest from the staff that they have with the waves to a picture of a spoon uh, with heroin on it and a lighter underneath. Um, you go to a lot more effort than what I do. I googled Paddy McLaughlin versus some Pats and put that picture up. And it's even got the sports file, like logo <laughs> still going across it. Yeah. Uh, so Tag McCluskey responded 2-1 Colin Whelan and O'Neill with Big Shane to score an OG. But unfair on on young uh, young Shane. Uh, Adam Houston, 2-0 Derry. Patching on Duffy. Uh, Damien McLaren, 2-0 to Derry. Whelan and Patch. Uh, Patchen's out injured. He is, yeah. Well, we could talk about that a wee bit later on in the episode as well. Owen Calhoun, uh, 3 2, Duffy times 2, Graydon winner. Uh, no. Uh, Liam Dunn, 2 1, Duffy double. No. Uh, Matt McCallion, very close. 2 0 Derry, but Duffy and Patchen. Unlucky. So it's, not, it's not that close because there's two wrong scores. I know. I know. That was. That was the joke. Right. Uh, Mark Cavergy, 2-1 Derry City. Um, Mickey Duffy, Ryan Graydon. Uh, Ethan Barr, guess. 5-2 uh, no, no, no. to Derry. That was Ethan's answer, was guess. Guess what? Because he always predicts one, one each. Oh. <laughs> Mark, where have you been today, hey? <coughs> well, I thought originally you were telling me to guess what Ethan Barr put, and I was trying to be funny by going... Like 5-4 or something. Well, you were wrong. I was wrong. He's obviously went one each, and we won. I hope he went one each. No, no, he, he didn't go one each. He just went guess. Um, it's, it, it worked. It worked. Right. Paul O'Hare and Jamie Dunleavy must be collaborating because both of them said 2-0 Derry, Whelan and Duffy. Close. No. That is no, close. That was close, but no. Score uh, right and one goal score. Kevin Morrow... Two wan, two wan, and spelt W A N. Uh, today Duffy and O'Reilly, not quite. Uh, Dickie Gillespie two 0 Duffy and Graydon. Um, Orrin Harley two one Derry. Big Shane and Duffy. Everybody predicting Duffy to score and he doesn't. Came close though. Came close. That's because he scored in the game previous, didn't he? Against he, Cork. He did. Uh, Adam Doyle two 0 O'Neill and Duffy. I would say the closest so far. Paul O'Donnell, O'Donnell, nineteen twenty-eight, two-nil, Duffy and Whelan off the bench. Oh, that is that is close. Very close. Half a mug, half a t-shirt going to UPJ. Uh, Keith McCallion, uh, with his his usual crack, uh, two-one, Duffy, Whelan, and Ryan Gray hound ahead, but Gail Platt after he scores a penalty. <laughs> Was your uh, usual crack a, a pun there? Or? Uh his usual crack. Yeah. Uh, so that was all the Instagram uh, predictions. Right. Mark, have you got any from Facebook, please? Yes, for Friday night, I'll fly through them. Uh, we have Ryan Ward, the music oh, man. Oh, yes, 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 Sean Wardo. Um, I don't know what his band's called, or I would give him a shout-out. Uh, I should really know this. You should really you've, you've know caught this. Me on this. you caught me on the hop here, so you have... 
Uh, it's a wild dairy name too. I'm just going to keep talking here so that you don't edit this out. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Talk um, away because I'm still going to edit it no matter what. I'll re-record it myself if I have to. I'll put on your voice. I'll just <laughs> Good be, luck with that. I'll just be doer as fuck. Um, Ryan Ward, I know he's gone 2-0 dairy. The Mara. The Mara. The Mara. See, I tell you, a wild dairy name. Go Google him, buy one of their songs. Um, 2-0 Derry, no goal scorer, so he doesn't get a mug and t-shirt, unfortunately. Um, I, do you know what? He messaged me after the game and says, what's my prize? And I says, Ryan, look. Your prize is... Not you my to, rules, it's Mark's rules. You have to listen and put your scores in. I even put in the post, give us your scores and goal scorers, please. Well, there you go. You At the end of the season, we'll go through, if we haven't got one spot on, and we'll do a draw of all the, the correct scores. You can do that. That's that's, a way, lot that. of, that's yeah. a way lot of work. Um, uh, so, Ryan, look, you didn't follow the rules. You didn't listen. Unlucky. There's been a couple of 2 nils, I think. So, Keith Donnelly went 3-1 to Derry. Duffy, Kavanagh and Whelan. Big Chico. Brenton Carroll went 2-1 City, but we'll need to score early. Uh, we didn't. We didn't, no. <laughs> 71st minute I think we got our first I'm early enough eh? um, Adam Wilson 3-1 Derry Anthony McGill 3-0 Derry Whelan to score 2 Stephen O'Connor went 2-0 no goal scorers I think that's two good Gary Beckett supporters club men that have just predicted as well Richie Toland went 2-0 Derry uh, Keane Cavanagh and Duffy Marty Page went 1-1 O'Neill with a Derry goal and this one came in, I think, after the game, because you replied to it then. Reese Nelson. Oh, was 3-0 right, Derry, yeah. one penalty, and he's got it wrong yeah, after he it already happened. <laughs> he was sitting beside me whenever he wrote that uh, in the car, and uh, I, I clapped back at him uh, <laughs> in a comment. Uh, as, I think I, I commented as Skintill. Oh, you just yeah, wrote yeah. wrong. Yeah, um, uh, and he, he corrected it. Which is like your prediction catchphrase. 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 It's easy for me to say. That's yeah. why I don't have a catchphrase. Um, <laughs> and then we got a prediction from our resident predictor. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Lay it on me. Mr. Adrian Kerr. Legend that he has. Seen him over the Jazz Festival. Had a couple of embraces and a few kisses. Well, this is probably but where I, his prediction the comes from then. I love the man. I'm just reading ahead of this because it's so many <laughs> big words again. So Yes, Adrian, could you please dumb it down on Friday, please? After half time. And as a result of an influx, I fucked it up already. You did already. <laughs> an influx. Take two. After half time, and as a result of an influx of weekending jazz fans, the Derry fans will start singing all the usual chants, except using only the pentatonic scale. Right. <laughs> Was there a bit of scatting done as well in it? <laughs> the scat, dis- scat, give it a real white army. <laughs> The discordant, <laughs> the discordant din will induce vomiting from the entirety of the St. Pat's coaching staff. The smell of boke will cause the Pats players to faint. Big, <laughs> Big Shane McElhinney will dribble the ball from the showgrounds end all the way up the pitch and under the goal. Before he walks it into the net, he will do a wee TikTok dance as a tribute to fellow Linklercher, Newcastle <laughs> United's Dan Byrne. Fuck and his prediction was 1-0 Derry, big shame. Oh, look, Adrian, but uh, I'm telling you, one of these days it's going to come true. Me, um, maybe. 
mm. one of these days is going to come true. I've, I'm going to pass it on to one member of the team, and and they can just do it. Now, th- this is the thing with that because I, I I I feel sorry for Adrian because. He has to sort of keep it up now. <laughs> like we expect oh, this look, level of, look, of of prediction. Every if there's week. one man can do it, it's Adrian Kerr. Be, be See, under you're be you're under no illusion. Under more pressure. Be now. under no illusion. Um, oh, no, no, no. This isn't pressure. This is just Adrian coming up to standard. Right. In fact, right. if anything, this is below Adrian's standard. He can do so much more amazing things in predictions. Fair enough. Um, but I. That is everything. Um, thanks for listening to the show this week. It's yeah. been absolutely fantastic. I don't want to talk about it either. Uh, we kind of have to. We're obligated to. So Friday night was good. Monday night good. was not. Fantastic. Monday night rolls around. Do you know what I was disappointed in? And I'm, I'm calling him out here and now. What? O'Toole. Why? Because he never came out of the truck. He just sent me a picture of his... He never comes out of the truck. Oh, no, he did that. He the comes, well, after the game, he comes out to go home and stuff. The, the last time before kickoff, he, he came out and we had a wee conversation and a chat and a, a hello. Um, but that was when he was coming on uh, as a special guest uh, after the Sligo game. Yes. It was, yeah, it was after the Sligo game. Uh, but he, he never came out of the truck. He just sent me a picture of, of him looking at, at 40-odd screens. We haven't... Has RT cameras been the brand well every time we haven't won? James, you're barred. They didn't do Dundalk, did they? No, James, you're barred. So Pack up the truck, send it home. Nope. You can go back as a supporter, but but leave Stewie Burn at home. Did they do Bohemians? Top Maybe. of the table clash? Maybe. Well. Maybe you're not barred then. I don't know. We'll hold on. I'll, 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 we'll look it up. We'll look for a correlation. We'll we'll send our apologies. I don't think it'd be James would be barred. Oh, no, it's not James. The, it's the host. It's production. Call him again. Ray something, is it? Mm. Des, John, Mary. I actually spoke to him the morning after my wedding because he was staying in the Everglades to cover the Rovers game. That poor man. I was in alright form then. Um, not you, as, not still, as bad form as it was on Monday night. Were you still pushed at that point? No, no, it was grand. Because all I remember from your wedding was the speech. I was grand because... And singing dairy songs I, pushed at... One o'clock or in the morning. I, I was driving that morning, so I, I must have been okay. I would never. I would say you were then, yeah. Responsibly drink and drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were absolutely hundred uh, percent sober. Um, um we'll, we'll not joke about that. So um, on uh, RT cameras are in the Brandywell. It's all great. I thought the crowd, the atmosphere was a wee bit. It's a wee bit strange. Yeah, it was. It was. It was noisy. Because I, th- I didn't feel the noise in the stadium, uh, and I'll let you come in in a second. Yeah. But because uh, I'm a glutton for punishment, I, I had it on in the background when I was working today back on our RT player, and it sounded really loud on on the cameras. But I didn't get that in the stadium. Yeah, Peter Collins. Peter Collins. Peter. My apologies, Peter. I think he said from down Galway direction. He was saying the team he play, uh, the team he supports isn't even in. They're like intermediate football. Um, but anyway, Salt Hill Devon. Nah, I think Galway or Sligo is like the closest to wherever. Anyway, yeah. Um, atmosphere was a bit flat. Quite flat. Quite flat. Uh, he's from Westport, Westport Celtic. 
there you are. Kind of big crowd. Uh, big it crowd was up yeah from, from Rovers. Uh, sure Pats apparently sold four hundred tickets on Friday night as well. Did they fuck? Because uh, no, that that not. block doesn't hold. And four, then Rovers barely people. sold any, and yeah, there was so more of them. There's a fair bit of Damien Bluffing uh, going on there. Uh, biggest club in Ireland, and all that my ears. Uh, <laughs> not even the biggest club in Dublin. They'll not. They'll not be as big as Limfield is. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for for Alan Manis. I'm only joking. Um, yeah, big crowd up. Considering what they are, considering uh, it's a Monday uh, and seven fifteen, and there were no chippy. God bless them. I know what. Whatever were they going to do? I mean, all they would have done was bought bottles of water out of it anyway because they're all coked out of their heads. Yeah, allegedly. Good uh, <laughs> man for that. I was chatting to Vinny. Our good friend and comrade Vinny after the game. Vinny Cunningham. Cunningham. Vinny was uh, made a very good point actually. All they're crying about chippies. Between the Shaitol and Tala and the Brandywell. How many chippies do they reckon you pass? The chippy outside the ground. If they weren't so fucking coke ravaged fight looking ongoers, whatever Allegedly. the fuck. If they weren't like that, they would be able to walk around the corner and go into Brady's chippy or something. But they probably no, it's, tear uh, that to shreds as well, like they tear everything else to shreds, allegedly. Yeah, I, I can't even mind the name of that chippy, actually. Not that it's... It, bars, bars. Um, not that it's really relevant, like, but... <laughs> while I fucking despise Rovers, and I find it ironic that they play in green and white hoops, even though they're like the Rangers of the league... I kind of felt they were right in complaining. It's shite on our behalf. It not, is. Not to be able to put a there's something meant to be, there. There's meant to be provisions as part of the licensing arrangement. For away fans? Yes. There's meant to be provisions there, and there wasn't. That's because... So... Are we... Does that lose us our professional status as a football club I mean I, I'm i still fully convinced that the players are the only professional thing about the football club but well um, I, I, we, I think we were in breach of, of a licensing agreement there maybe maybe but at, at the same time I mean stick a fucking pasting table up and put Fidazade and crisps on it like <laughs> Jesus Christ how hard can it be anyway that's off the pitch antics we'll get to that we'll talk about the game uh, a couple of changes to the squad there wasn't there one change one change one change I thought there was more I'll run you through the team here I was I was I wasn't quite early and I wasn't quite late getting into the game. I didn't see any lineups or anything on, on Poor Twitter or whatever. sneaks up on you doesn't it? It does. Fuck me. I it really does. I was sitting in, in, in a local watering hole. Um, not competition of the Rotten Chair Bar which is the greatest watering oh, hole ab- in the Absolutely, town. absolutely. Um, and I looked at my watch. I had ordered another pint of Guinness from the world's slowest barman. And, um, Dan doesn't work up there. He no, works down here. He, exactly, so it wasn't in here. So... Ordered another pint of Guinness and looked at me watch and it was quarter to seven. I was like, fuck, that's only half an hour. Mm. So I done what any man would do and went it and drunk me pint and then nailed it down and, the street. And, and dandered on down the street half half merry. Uh, teams. And left uh, Lockie Collins sitting outside for the entire time. Uh, just picked him up uh, outside your house on the way. The team's one change. <laughs> you shake um, your head, Mark, but it's something that you don't like. The so change just, was just up front. Take I'm your beanbag, get on with it. 
you're going to put this in stereo so that you can hear both of us at the same time. <laughs> um, sorry for that a few weeks ago as well. Barry putting the episode out in stereo. I for did. all those one headphone listeners, they can only hear one of us uh, yeah. and the other one very faint sound. For, for all those one earphone listeners, grow up. It's not 2007 anymore. All right, you can't do that shit. Put a pair of headphones on, listen to what you're listening to, deal with it. Right, anyway. Starting 11 that was annihilated by Shamrock Rovers. We've got Brian Maher in goal. Spoiler alert. Ben Doherty at left back. McJanet and Shane McElhinney in the middle. Uh, Ronan Boyce at right back. Diallo O'Reilly and O'Neill in the middle. Again, uh, Duffy on the left, Graydon on the right. And Big XL Kavanagh dropped to the bench for Jamie, Jamie McGonagall. <sighs> no. We I, didn't have, and I, I remember standing beside you on the terrace, we didn't have that excellent 60, 60 seconds. No, you know what? We didn't have that blustering champions form coming out of we the We didn't rocks. start the way we, we played against the Pats. No, we didn't. We, we let Rovers in almost immediately. See, for maybe the first four or five minutes, and now this is going really, Damien Duff, for the first yeah. four or five minutes, I think that we won a corner. We did. We put them under a wee bit of pressure. No, we didn't want a corner. Call or not, Colin Whelan. All O'Neill had the ball uh, up the top end, and you were like, because it was Thomas' idea at this time. It was Chadney Lockie. Uh, we're like, right, you should have shot. Mickey Duffy should have shot from outside the box, whatever. Uh, at least win a corner. At no, least win a corner. <laughs> no, he didn't. He cannoned it off the Rovers defender, thinking this will go out for a corner. <sighs> Came back straight off the defender, off Ali O'Neill, and out for a goal kick. Shouldn't known at that point that it wasn't going to be a good night. But you applauded it. I applaud. I applaud every effort. Like if there's a legitimate effort there, yeah. trust me, I wasn't applauding after the match. No, there was. Um, I I ended up it, leaving my seat early, which is something I I rarely ever do. And watch the the. I didn't even. I I kept my head facing straight on, so I didn't have to look left. Uh, down from the showgrounds end to actually see the full time muscle being blown because it was just that disgusted. I see. I I don't enjoy watching it. I like to hang around for a few minutes after the final whistle, um, because it, it, you can tell a lot from reactions. Mm. So I I like to just see. I'm very interested in watching people's sort of body language anyway. So yeah, um, but the first four or five minutes, I, Rovers were. They they done the same thing the whole entire night, but they were trying like we triangles and and we squares to get out. Yeah, and this is from Almanis kicking it off from a goal kick. Yeah, and uh, and twice in the early stages, they they were forced on the mistake where they would pass the ball directly to a Derry City player, and it might have been Lee Grace both times. Um, it was certainly on his side both times. It could have been um, what's that lad called that was with Dundalk as well, defender. Cleary Dan Cleary so it might have been him but that was good early indication like you're like right we're forcing these lads on the mistake and then we just dropped off a wee bit we did and as soon as Rover sensed that oh, hold on a minute we're getting an extra two seconds on the ball here yeah they settled straight away they did they did um, by god did they settle and uh, they totally outclassed us at every opportunity. Uh, at every so point. On every position of the, 
the pitch. Well, one day eleven, they they looked certainly looked better than us. so. I thought they looked. What it was a bit like roles reversal of us versus some pats. You know, I feel physically sick after having said that. Genuinely, aye, like that. That is absolutely. But I think it's true. Fucking sickened me. I don't think it's true that they are this such great. No, they're not superior team to us. They're not. And we proved we that earlier on in the made season. Made them look like that. Yeah. We give Jack Byrne the run of the Brandywell. I think there was Land Rovers driving about after the matching is because they got word that someone was running riot in the Brandywell, yep. and that person was Jack Byrne. And he's not even that fucking good. He's good. He's don't get me wrong. He's, but we he's, a, he's, a, he's like a decent a superstar. He's a decent League of Ireland player. I think that as for levels crowd, above that, fucking shite. That Charlotte crowds come back in with a million pound offer after watching Armad faint like I'm not like a fucking messy. Uh, a couple of notable uh, appearances uh, last night as well. We had James McLean and his wife in the stands. Yeah, um, I believe he's out of contract at Wigan. Aye, off to America by all accounts. Um, well, we are quite oversubscribed on the left-hand side of the field, yeah. Uh, the King was back. Tom, Cork Tom. He was also there, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the actual King himself. The King of stew down your jumper, Cork Tom. <laughs> He's always got a big bowl of stew Christ. all over the front of him. Mark, leave the man alone. Uh, Stephen Kenny. Stephen Kenny. King Kenny was there. He was looking sharp when I seen him. He was. He must have got the just for men. No fucking stew on his jumper, anyway. <laughs> no, there was not. Um, but he, yeah, he he was at the game on on Monday night as well, and I happened to look round at a certain point, and it's and it, caught him doing a line of coke. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Sorry, because he was posing for pictures with the Rovers fans, and they're all cokeheads. Ah, right, okay. Well, he so. was posing for pictures with with the Derry fans too. Um, I <laughs> personally, I gave the man dogs abuse throughout the years after he left the club uh, because I was very bitter about him leaving the club. Uh, but no greater man for the Ireland job, and and by far and large, in my time as a Derry City fan, he's been the best manager we've ever had. His uh, best manager, I think, ever in the League of Ireland. If anyone says different, they're wrong. Well, he didn't want us a league. Exactly. Jim McLaughlin won us a treble. That's 1-0 to Jim McLaughlin. Jim McLaughlin and Charlotte Rovers bought us a treble. I, um, I, I, no, I look, I'm not going to dispute by history. Away, <coughs> by away, I don't give a fuck as, he is, as long as we won a trophy. I, by I, away. I'm not going to dispute history. Stephen Kenny is the greatest manager that the League of Ireland has seen. Well, I'm disputing it because how Jim many, McLaughlin is by far and large a, a, a How many Republic of Ireland manager. games did Jim McLaughlin manage? None, because Thank they didn't you. look at the, the League of Ireland. And neither did they whenever Stephen Kenny made the jump there. <laughs> because they were never that skinned. So and now they are that skinned. Th- this is a, an argument for another day. Anywho. Let us know who you think is the greatest manager of all time. That'll be that'll Anyone be says Alex Ferguson, we're cancelling your subscription. Yeah, or, or anybody that didn't manage in the League of Ireland, or anybody fucking stupid like Gavin Dykes, or, or fucking Roy Coyle. Badger, uh, Badger man. <laughs> uh, go. What were you going to say? Kenny was there and I turned round and I happened to see the look of absolute shock on his face that we were playing that fucking badly. It was... Right. Yeah, I, th- I think it was more because Rory's his protege. Uh, well, hopefully you know? he spoke to Rory after the game and... Hopefully he gave him a fucking... A, a, a Kenny-style management bollocking. No, I hope he told him everything's going to be alright, because I, I heard Rory Higgins speaking on, I don't think he'd done an interview with 
drive. Um, I heard him speaking on RTE, and he he was not happy. He sounded very down about the the performance. He even said he didn't see it coming. Um, but on the game itself, well, you're, you're thinking obviously about he didn't see it coming. I really am. Obviously, he didn't see it coming. No, I was listening the entire time, though, Mark. Right. So, on the game itself, um, I mean, it's over by half time. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. Their goal, their first goal. Beautiful football. Your favourite player in the League of Ireland history, Richard Toyle. Hate the fat bastard. Um, he's actually looking a bit slimmer. He is. Uh, they must have put him on Weight Watchers or Slimming World or something. <laughs> um, but I fucking despise the cunt. He's so massively overrated. And that fucking dolly band that he wears, I'd love to strangle him with it. Right. Well, you... You would have wanted to strangle him even more when he scored one of the goals of the season. It was. In the brand deal. And Absolutely take nothing away from it. Beautiful goal. From the, the finish was brilliant. Yeah. Their goalkeeper has the ball, Alan Manis. Don't give me a start on him. So he, he gives it out. Uh, I think Jack Byrne picks up midfield, lays it off to someone and takes it back and plays like a, a, a just a diagonal ball. Yeah. But it, if you watch it back, so Jack... Jack Burns over here, and the diagonal ball's going here. Mark, you're you're doing tactical things in front of me. Let's right. just can't J- see that. Jack Burns <laughs> heading towards the right hand side of the pitch, and and their diagonals on our left or our right hand side of the pitch, like yeah. our right back. But if you watch the space in between, mm-hmm. and I think it might be Ollie O'Neill, but Diallo certainly should be in there as well as um, who else was on midfield at that stage? Uh, not Ollie O'Neill, Adam O'Reilly. Adam O'Reilly, right? So this gap opens up from the ball going to the right. You can see what's coming. The big diagonal. We do it ourselves every chance we get. Mm-hmm. But Toil just floats in. There's not a being round him. Ball goes over the diagonal. Boyce has to go and engage the ball, mm-hmm. which leaves a bit of a gap in behind him. Nobody's come across, but of course none of the midfielders have dropped so that there can be cover. And Richard Howell stood on his own then in our box, despite having 50 yards just to run into with absolutely no one around him. Very frustrating finish, too, because it, it could be easily defended had we had the numbers in the box, and we didn't. Um, Something that I noticed... You only defended over on the Yeah, well, you want to defend the, the initial ball coming on, or, or the initial ball uh, on the wing. But the ball being put into the box, far too easy. Far too easy. It, it, it may as well as if we weren't... Be, it may as well be as if we weren't fucking there. Aye, and we never. I don't think we pressed Jack Byrne once all night. Um, Give him I don't know. Much respect. Like, I don't know if it was down to the fact that it was the two mu- lads in midfield, Diallo and and O'Reilly. Diallo may as well have been. Fucking, Diallo couldn't get near him. Diallo may as well couldn't have been playing in, in the showgrounds. He was non-existent last night. He was non-existent. He was, uh, no, he, he wasn't. Mark, was. He was fucking brutal. And when he got took off, he was fucking raging, and he wouldn't even shake Higgins' hand, even though he was by far and large one it's of the worst performers on the, on the pitch. Turned on a performance like that. Well, that's that's all well and good, but I mean, if you're not up to it, call for the change earlier. There, uh, there's you're players. Not get a player there's there's that. there's players on there that are busting their arses to try and get on. Jordan McInniff, who came on at half time, or Brandon Kavanagh, who I believe, uh, no, he came on for Ryan Graydon. Uh, I mean, th- th- there's lads there that that want to play and are are itching to play, and if you're not feeling a hundred percent to play yourself, fuck off for a game. Aye, 
No, I, I'd agree with you, but you're not going to get players to do that. But on Jack Byrne, the, he's the kind of player, right? So these better players in the team, sometimes opposition managers don't want to put a man on them because yeah. it takes that man out of the game. And then if that man's beaten, the lad has got more space. Mm-hmm. So they kind of set up maybe more uh, positionally around him. Uh, they try and nullify him. Or sometimes, and I, I don't think there was the tactic we deployed last night, but you would have been forgiven for thinking it. You just kind of let him go to a certain degree and deal with the consequences of the kind of balls he spread about. As long as he's not getting under your sort of final 20, 25 yards to put yeah. you under any real threat. I don't think that was the case, but he had so much room to move around and operate in yeah. that he w- you know, it was easily going to punish us all night. Yeah. See, I remember saying to you and Lockie and, and Dazzy, just as the game was in the early stages, the early throws, and we were getting the ball up and the far end. Time. Yeah, we were getting the ball up the far end and we were doing bits and pieces of pressing and pushing mm. and, and what have you. Rovers ended the game against Sligo very, very nervous. The match ended 2-1 in, in, in Shamrock's favour. And, you know, th- th- it looked like that whenever those initial sort of digs were being thrown in, in, in the opening stages Aye, of the game. They did. But I don't know if that's a ploy or whatever because they fucking very quickly snapped out of it and turned on. No, but that's that's what I said. They realised that they were getting an extra couple of seconds on yeah. the ball. So they don't have to be nervous. And, and they can take a touch, they yeah. can take another touch, and then they can pass it. We look tired. <coughs> For a team that's played at home on the Friday night, and, and all right, uh, Rovers have played at home, but they had to fucking travel up here. For a team that's played at home, and we're playing at home again on Monday. And about, did they have a wedding on the Tuesday? Was it the... Goal, sub goalkeeper's wedding was on the Tuesday. Um, Leon Paul's. Aye, I'm not sure. I, and I can't imagine him not inviting all the team out, even though he doesn't well, play with them every right. week. True, not well, he fucking played last night. Um, but like, do you know what I did notice though? A lot of our lads were out over the weekend. What between the Friday and Monday? On Saturday. On Saturday, I seen a couple of players dandering up and down Waterloo Street. See, I don't. I don't really care about that. I do when it comes to playing Rovers on the Monday and that's the performance that you put on. Obviously, behind sight, the performance um, yeah. can be scrutinised under the back. See, see if you want to give the boys a day off, give them a day off the day. If I showed up to work this morning and had a bit of an off morning, would mm-hmm. people be saying, oh, sure, he was out having pints before the match? I was in my bed at half nine crying because I, I was that <laughs> depressed. Well, I, it, has to, it has to factor on. No, I don't it, think so. It absolutely so. no. It does because you know what it, what it's like having a hangover at our age now, Mark. You know what if I mean? Boys we're worry. not fucking professional footballers. I've I've seen some of our former players go out uh, the night before a game. Won't mention any of their names. Away to, uh, albeit Saltill Devon, um, do a load of shots along with me and Dazzy, and then score a hat trick the next day, or maybe one or two. Um, yeah, I, I think I know who you're alluding to, but that's neither here nor there. Aye, so <laughs> I, I don't subscribe to the theory that lads aren't allowed to drink. Oh, no, by all means, lads are allowed to drink, but see when you're playing the fucking toughest team in the league, and they are the toughest team in the and league. And we're assuming they're drinking form. alcohol. There's all sorts of again. 0% alcohol alternatives now. You have 0% Guinness, 0% beer, 0% gin. Aye, but it's all bollocks. Nobody drinks that. You'd be you surprised, I mean? actually. You'd be surprised. Grow a market. But we're not here G- to one investment G- from G- the Dragons. G- we're here G- to talk about... Give the lads a day off Shout after Rovers the game. against Derry City Football Club. 
give the lads a day off after the game. It just seemed as if we were second or third. This is what happens when we lose the game. We go into meltdown and try and find any excuse for why it happened. Well, the reason it happened is because the way we played on Friday, we thought we'll just show up on Monday and do the same thing, but it's a slightly tougher opposition. And then for some reason, we just stopped the the whole pressing in their own half. Yeah, I mean, just uh, we we couldn't get near them. It was so frustrating, and it was so shite. And we couldn't string a fucking pass together. And every time we did. Diallo was either playing it backwards to Shane and Shane was playing it back to Maher or, y- you know... If it wasn't just... We were Di- losing I, the fucking ball. And I know this isn't what you're saying, but it wasn't just Diallo yeah, and Shane yeah, yeah. and Brian Maher's fault. Oh, no, It absolutely. was Rona Boyce's fault. It was uh, yeah. Cameron McJan's fault. It was Ben Doherty's fault. Oh, I. I read out 11 names a minute ago. It was every single one of their faults. Jamie McGonigal didn't get any service, but he's in the team, so oh, he's no, still no, at no. fault. No, no, he did get service. And the one opportunity that he did get service for... He hadn't set himself right at all. He did not try and take the, you know, he doesn't try and set himself blasted over the yeah, bar. Didn't try and take early a, on. Didn't try and fucking set himself right at all. Didn't try and get his shape right. Didn't even try to fucking take an extra touch and then maybe bang the ball under the back of it. Just thought, fuck, this is coming to me. Bang. Right. Two 0 the second goal. We'll talk about that no, and we'll discuss fuck the rest. Sake. So, so balls played over the top. And every game in every game we've played this season, there's been a ball played over the top behind the defenders. Brian Maher comes hammering out a goal and deals with it, and there's not a word says. It wasn't the. It wasn't even the first time that he he'd done it in this game. Yeah, he'd done it ten months earlier, fifteen and he, months and, earlier, and he'd done it very successfully. Oh. So, what I don't understand is why did he try and scuff the ball, and it was a scuff. It wasn't a clean clearance. If it had been a clean clearance, it would have ended up in the fucking showgrounds. Or it would have been like the Sligo keeper. Michal Schlingerman. Fuck, I don't know who he is anymore. <laughs> fucking. I don't even know if he still plays football <laughs> that man. Dick Brush. Uh, like, it wasn't as if he was clearing the ball and it would have been a shot on target. And probably our only shot on target all night, bar the penalty. Why did he try and do that instead of just putting it over the show, or over the the Southend Park stand. It, again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Aye. But, <clears throat> but he's see where, see where how many times to, does he put it over the stand? Exactly. He tries to play the ball back and feeling he is playing football, but we were not the football team last night. No. We weren't. The way Brian so, Maher plays. Hoof. The way Brian Maher plays. The best passer. Under the grotto. Don't the, care. The best passer of the ball that you've ever seen. Yeah. And he will be presented at the end of the season with a piece of crystal saying that. But... The way Brian Maher plays, that's going to happen. Now, it's going to yeah. happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen often. No. But you have to expect that that might happen once or twice. But 99% of the times, it doesn't happen. This is and the second time. And that's why he's good at it. This is the second time that it's happened and led to a goal. Oh, and that's in okay. A, in a Derry City career. He's been here, what, this is his second season? Yeah. That's fine. The first time was against Shelburne when he passed the ball out. And it was a misplaced pass. Uh, and it, it was his fault. Uh-huh. It was his fault. The clearance again. I I can't remember. Did he clear straight to Jackburn? No, he cleared no. it. Um, someone on their right, maybe Dan Cleary again. Uh, nods it into Jackburn. Now, once again, Jackburn is standing with the whole of the pitch yeah. free around them. I think if you watch the replay back, uh, Diallo's the closest man to him, who's ten yards away. He he. 
he tries to run the 10 yards. It takes him longer than the video I watched to mm-hmm. run those 10 yards. Uh, but this time, Jack Burns had it into an empty net. Now, according a to lot of people didn't react yeah. on the far side. I think uh, from where uh, I was watching. Yeah, according to, to lads in um, like Block C, very close to Block C and B where the Rovers fans uh, were caged, or should have been caged them, like the fucking animals that they are. Um, according to a lot of people in, in that sort of direction of the pitch, it didn't look on target. According to lads and blocks J and K and further on up, it was always in. Myself, never in doubt. No. Never in doubt. It was it was in the back of the net. And it did take the Rovers fans about a, a couple of seconds to realise that the ball's in the back of the net. Because and, and that's react. what happens when you do drugs. It's, it affects how quick you can react to things. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that they went 2-0 up and uh, Jack Byrne actually had a wee dig a nice wee dig at the pitch in the Brandywell by saying um, when he had had it he thought it was going to bounce back into his own goal because of the Astro <laughs> now He's fair so play to him I hope they're playing that on a loop in the council offices uh, plus every time the pitch gets mentioned as difficult or weird or strange bunches which it did a lot on the commentary plus Stephen Brantley had a, a just one comment about the pitch being shite as well but yeah uh, in, in Last terms, night was, was definitely not the pitch's fault. Yeah, in terms of um, Rovers and scoring, they scored at the, the, that second goal at the perfect time. Oh, that that was game over, half time. Game they, over. They scored the goal you, at the perfect time. You went 1 0 down, you're all right. But and the it, was after, it was actually after the second goal that I turned around and looked at Stephen Kenny and he was just sitting like shell shocked. What the fuck has just happened here? Uh. Um, scoring fucking Jack Byrne off his Ireland team sheet because he's like a cunt scoring against Derry. <laughs> I think he's scoring fucking Brian Maher off his Ireland <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, because uh, I, I genuinely thought he might be there to, to see who he could call up potentially for the next next run of qualifiers. There's only one man. I don't know, maybe Brian Maher's looking for a, 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 day, a couple of days off or what have you. No, there's only one man that will come out of that squad and go into the Ireland squad. And he'd come on at half time. Uh, I don't think he'd be fucking. Mr. Whelan. I don't think he'd be getting into any squad at the minute, Mark. Well, right, so Colin Whelan, we, we give him we, we full made a, 45. Yeah. This, I think. Oh, I think it was a wrong decision. I really do. I think it was a wrong decision bringing him on that early. Ah, uh, which yeah. is weird because he's clearly your best striker yeah, out I don't, of the three. I, I don't think it was a wrong decision in bringing him on. I think it was just. I, that time. I think it was the wrong decision. I think it was the wrong decision to start Jamie McGonigal, despite the fact oh, absolutely. before the St. Pat's game, I said I would have McGonigal in. Yeah. But then when I seen how Keane Cavanagh played in the flesh, I thought he deserves a go at Rovers. And then Jamie showed himself up for what he, he, he really is, and he disappeared. I He, he got nothing, but he also gave nothing. But neither did anyone but else. It's again, a bad game to judge th- him th- on. Th- this is something that I was talking to Liam Coyle at halftime about. N- name like, Stephen Kenny, what were you chatting to James McLean about again? <laughs> well, the time we used to sponsor him, uh, 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 as the boys, um, Klein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you completely put me off there, Mark. But I was chatting to Liam Goyle at, at half time, <laughs> and uh, even Liam was saying, like, Jamie's runs, they're not great. Like he's running when he has the ball, or he hasn't got the ball. Rather, he's running across the field instead of you know trying to get himself in a position to score. He's running across defenders and trying to drag four defenders out of the way, and 
<laughs> they're just not coming with him. No, and he's not creating any space at all. Every run that he made last night was in the wrong direction. This is something that I noticed. Every run he made in the first half was in the wrong fucking. Aye. You know what I mean? I know what you and mean. It's, it's something that he's been doing all season long, and I don't know if it's just something in him or maybe something that he picked up from his cold rain days, but no. Defenders don't like it when you run at them when you have the ball, right? Defenders don't like it when you run away from them. They, they get yourself in the space and score. They don't like it when, when they beat the or when you beat the offside trap, which is something that we tried to do so many times over the past couple of games and, and failed miserably. And I think that's what, how we ended up conceding the second goal because Rovers played the ball over the top and Ben Doherty was nowhere near it. Although people were saying fucking Ben Doherty could have dealt with it. No, he, he couldn't have hit a Rovers player down his throat. Aye, uh, but... So... Just on the Jamie thing, last night wasn't, I don't think it's a good match to uh, judge anyone, um, but we seem to go a lot more direct Yeah. Than, than previous games, and you're thinking, well, Jamie, I don't think, I know he's suited to being a one one man up on his own no, for a not. direct game, Absolutely whereas not. by Key and Kavanagh is much more suited to that, but Keane Kavanagh he stays on the bench at half time and we opt for Whelan instead, which is you can see where it's coming from he's got goals in him quite clearly and McInef comes on as well um, but the game's already over Yeah, there was no impact made, was there? And it felt like the players felt like the game was already over Yeah, uh, a couple of talking points in the second half um Gary O'Neill, arsehole, fucking scumbag. What did he do? He went through Mickey Duffy and uh, started winding Mickey up, started winding Rory Higgins up, started winding the crowd up. Uh, Richie Towle was uh, yellow carded as well for, for knocking the ball away and, and wasting a bit of time. Oh. Fuck. Um, I think somebody threw a lighter at him, um, which I condone, condemn. Sorry. Oh. Uh, word to use there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it his own fans? Unfortunately not, no, but they were too cooked out allegedly they they throw anything other than their fucking jaw up uh the mountain. Um they were throwing fisticuffs at uh, the Stewarts and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um Alan Manis went off. Ah, uh, yeah, Alan Manis dislocated his pearly fingers. No. I don't know how because we never put a shot on target against I, him. I find it ironic that he plays for a team in green and white hoops, um, after having twenty four hours earlier worn his blue jersey. Um Dislocated his, his finger purely down to the pitch. It, it was the pitch's fault he, he got injured, and uh, Stephen Bradley alluded to that. Did he make a save? Probably not. He, was sticking the, he, he probably stuck a finger up his arse and sneezed. No, I actually don't think he, he made a save uh, for the whole time he was on. I think Liam Poles made two after he came on. Um, but the sad thing for me about Liam Poles coming on, and I'm just checking here, it was 63 minutes, which is plenty of time yeah. left in the game. And there, there was come on. he came on in the sixty third minute. There was about a, a six seven minute stoppage Aye. for Manus to get treatment Aye. and stuff. Which ended up what nine was added on then? Yeah, it? nine was added on. Um, so you're talking about six minutes of that injury and, and three minutes for the the general shit house. Right. Of, so he comes rovers. on. Right. We know he's not a great keeper. We know he's actually he's notoriously awful. dodgy. Yeah. Drop the ball in his right. own net for we, one of our goals in the present cup. We we don't put a shot on top no. of him. Not once. We we barely put a ball on top of him. Um, the only he, two shots he actually I comes on and uh, 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 I alluded to the fact that it was a, his wedding on Tuesday and I hope this was a wedding gift because he 
surely didn't go out and choose them himself. He came on in bright orange gloves. Gloves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were bad. See when he was coming on as someone, well. If I see someone out in the street pulling a pair of gloves like that on, I think I'm thinking I'm having a shot here from distance yeah. because they're dropping it. Now I've had a pair of bright orange gloves, but they were orange on the back, and they were good. Orange on where? On the the back of the gloves. Right. His palms were actually the orange part of the glove. Um, I don't. I can't remember what side. The, I could just remember because he's obviously the opposite end of the pitch to me. I could just remember seeing these bright orange things up there. Yeah. And I was just like, just have a go. They passed him early. He hasn't played football since the uh, was it the Presidents Cup was the yeah. last time he was in Nets. Yeah. Like he hasn't played since then. Have a fucking go at him. Yeah, and for Manus to be making performances like that where he's not had really anything to do he's not broke a sweat no we had three opportunities in the second half to score goals that's why he can play on in his 40s because he's getting away with games like that yeah we had three opportunities in the second half uh Kane Kavna ball played on by Graydon I don't even think that was a shot I think it was no, a heavy it, touch. the ball just hit his feet it landed at it on his feet it looked like he, he, he might have bar. been trying to bring it down and it just it ended up no, in his hands. I, I, I don't think he thought about it, to be honest. It, it just sort of happened. And it went over the bar. Uh, Green didn't particularly have a, a very good game. Um, he wasn't able to get past any of the Rovers defenders, which is shocking, to be quite honest. They were they were catching him on every opportunity. I it, think the speed he, just wasn't he was too deep. Ham and Michael Duffy seem very deep because normally they're playing probably your two most advanced players. And, yeah, and then the ball goes in behind big diagonal and behind the fullback, and they're able to run on it. Yeah. But this time, that ball didn't always seem to be there because they were so deep. Yeah, and I think I, I don't know if that's given Rovers a bit of respect, but it certainly was a a lack of wanting to get up and in the faces of the Rovers players and, oh, and, and press them uh, from the off. Absolutely. Um, the other opportunity penalty. Didn't really think it was a penalty to be honest. From from my perspective, I didn't. I haven't seen any replays or anything, but I imagine it would be the exact same because the camera's up my end. Uh, oh, I suppose it was RTE showing the game, so there'll be plenty of, of uh, coverage there. But I haven't seen the highlights. It's a strange one. It looked like any we highlights. we had bought another penalty. Yeah. Which is good in a way, and then Ben Doherty. Like. Like given, given the given the penalty that he scored on Friday, aye, aye. where he absolutely cannons it, he into almost the net. puts it through the net on Friday. Now again, I said on 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 Friday night, I'm not comfortable with left footers having penalties anyway. Shan Redden, who is going to get my foot up his hole, what? turned round to me before the penalty was taken and said, "He's missing this." Oh, I hate boys like that. Yeah. <laughs> You like before a penalty. You An don't need that. Player. You don't. Uh, you don't need that negativity before a fucking penalty. An been opposition taken. player. You turn to the opposition player and shout as loud as you can. I think you're missing this, uh, just to get in his head. Like, but uh, he initially, I thought it looked like a bit of a a back pass. It penalty. was. It, it was it, it very fucking, placed. Fucking but was. It was. I he tried was, to place it instead of putting his laces through it, which he should have fucking done. He most certainly tried and to place it, but he, he got enough power on it to a degree. It was just the fact that by doing that placement, if the keeper guesses the right way, which he did, yeah, um, his big orange glove goes down and saves it. 
Yeah, his orange gloves didn't go down and say like his, his whole body went down and it was just like collected. And there was a he held on to it, which I mean, obviously he didn't have it that hard if he, if he was uh, able to hold on to it. You know what I mean? Um, so just fucking cannon the thing. Put if he can't put the ball in the back of the net, put the keeper in with it. And then there was a pretty much the end of mass exodus from the Brandywell. Like yeah, I think it was around the seventieth minute. And if we it had a scored eighty fifth, was but it? Not? It it felt earlier because of the nine added on yeah like if we score that penalty then if we score for that me, penalty it's, it's a different last couple of minutes you know because we're going hell for leather uh, and um and potentially putting you know we scored a 2-0 although how shite we played we've got two up top and and you know the, the entire system's changed we're putting them under pressure they're starting to get a wee bit worried and a wee bit lackadaisical uh, at the back we're they're their weakest then we're the strongest you know what i mean if could we ended up a two each draw if we scored one if not better i i think we would have got the draw if that penalty goes in i think we get a draw because the crowd we're already getting behind the team at two nil down mm-hmm. so could you imagine the noise around the brand new if everyone got oh, behind the, the yeah. team at two one absolutely well, and people wouldn't have left the, the stadium early it wasn't, um, it Mickey wasn't Duffy me, Mickey Duffy was the other opportunity when he, he took a free kick and yes it was on target but it bounced far too far away from the goalkeeper to make it awkward for him it bounced straight up and on his hands which keeper Leon Poles Leon Poles yeah um, the only other talking point from the game that I can think of on the pitch was Colin Whelan's injured again. Uh, I was going to say that. That was right towards the end as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It was after the penalty drama and all that shit. Yeah, and it seemed rather rather hard and unfair a challenge. Now, I was concerned, right? And it, we're all in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. We're all 2 0 down. Well, you're on the pitch or you're not. We're all Derry City. Yeah. Colin Whelan goes down. Mm hmm. Nobody really remonstrates to the referee or, or towards the Rovers players that have, you know, don't they don't offer him that, like, protection and then nobody goes and checks on him. And our players are all just looking to, to get playback on yeah, their way. And, you've and got it's, it's not as if we don't have another substitution to make. Like, we have five subs at three opportunities uh, because we made two at halftime that we, we still have, what, two uh, opportunities left. Because, I mean, Ray Higgins listens to the podcast and has got his um, substitute windows sorted out. But I mean... It, it, it's not... It wasn't that. It was just, I felt like, that was a real moment of, one, there's no leadership on that pitch. Yeah. And two, there's no there's no team on that pitch. Yeah. It, it was at that stage you're looking at going, well, this is just 10 cons out for themselves then and, and one of their... Their teammates is lying injured, and are you going to go and check on him? Yeah. Um, so and he's lying injured after coming playing his third time after an ACL injury. So you literally you'd want his, to his, check his, on him. His third appearance in in a year. Uh, so I, I, that probably disheartened me more than the result itself. But I hope yeah. it was just a case of they didn't actually realise that he was down injured and just thought he was taking a long time getting off the floor or something. I don't no, know. No, because he got up and he he went to run. He was hobbling. He stumbled. Uh, and then he he just didn't look comfortable moving at all. So no, very. I, I'm I'm on your side with this one, Mark. I'm very disappointed in our lads for not protecting uh, our centre forward a bit more. Uh, um, could you imagine? 
see the kind of boys that, that come into my mind is could you imagine uh, Conley, uh, Wee Jackie, Fats yeah. on there and someone does that to a player? Oh, they'd be straight down to him and they'd be going through you know, fucking... Uh, Kieran Cole. Yeah. Like they'd be looking to murder him. They'd be going through Lee. Was it Lee Grace? I, 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 I can't remember it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they'd have been going fucking through him for a shortcut personally I think Rob Harvey was um, very poor dishing out guards last night but that's neither here nor there he doesn't like us anyway look full time us is blown we've lost 2-0 very disheartening devastated yes moving swiftly on because they've done an hour and a half so far the antics that happened on Friday night and the repeat performance Last night. Yes, so you're talking off the pitch. Off the pitch, off the pitch antics. So, at half time, I'm led to believe. Pats on Friday. on Friday night, Pats Pats fans were allowed up the 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 chippy up the far end, which is behind blocks, K L M, right at the floodlight at the corner of the Southampton Park stand. The home men. The home The home men. Yeah. So they were allowed up at half time. You've got your your scarfers coming up, and you've also got your scumbags coming up. Scumbags came up and allegedly hit. A young lad, 13, 14 years of age, punched him. Then all br- hell breaks loose. There's, there's a fucking brawl, kicks off. Some Pats fan ends up with a busted face. Get it up, you. Pulse come in. Grand. It's all cleared off. Pats are fucked down the far end. They're not allowed out after the game. There's a big presence down there. Now, after the game. We just won 2-0. You're on a high. You should be on a high. You should be leaving the Brandywell thinking, fucking happy days, buzzing. Uh, Up to the bar, pints. Jazz festival's on. We'll go and enjoy yourselves. I, I mean, no, no weekend's perfect, but the jazz festival's on regardless. Jazz festival's shite. Moving swiftly on. Wayne's. And I mean fucking Wayne's. Now, I thought... All right, there is, there is a group of lads. Where do they come 18, from? 18, 19, 20. Surely they're not all in the Brandywell already. No, of course and they're not. Surely they're not all paying. I'll tell you here and now, they're, they're not, because I was coming out of the Brandywell on Monday night, last night, and I was driving my car, I, I literally drove around the entirety of the Brandywell, just to see, just to see. Are you giving Tom a lift? Fuck. Are you giving him a, a, a tour of the stadium then? A wee lad, about 10 years of age, carrying a litre bottle of vodka, empty one, <laughs> Right. The bottle was the fucking same size as him, right? And this is coming across a Lomer Road, where there's no Rovers fans or fuck all. Two Land Rovers in front of me, driving. I had to jump on the brakes, because this wheel had launches a fucking glass bottle across the road, and at the side of the fucking Land Rover. I don't want my car help with that shit. Obviously not. The last thing we want to see... Well, that's outside the ground. That's outside the ground. last thing we want to see is cops having to come back into the Brandywell. And the fact that they had to fucking come, stop traffic, and help the Rovers buses get now, out. Was that's that Linfield case? behaviour. Was that the case? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it was down to the, the crack that happened on Friday night. Lads were literally fucking... It was like a scene out of Lord of the Rings. Lads were climbing, using ladders. They sat on top of the wall and throw shit down at the Pats fans. I've seen some like uh, clips from bits of social media or something, it must be. Uh, where <laughs> I was like... Are you sure that's the Brandywell this evening? Because I walk up to the house after yeah. the match. And there was a, there's a couple of people hanging about. There always is at that corner. Yeah. You know, the roundabout I, I was hanging about on the ground after the game. But chatting to players to see, or whatever coming off the pitch. Like, where the fuck did they pull a ladder out of them when I seen the video? I was like, I d- I, that can't be tonight. The ladder was there. 
ladder was just lying on the ground on, on the the Brandybell Road, <laughs> up ag- like lying on its side up so against the fucking wall. Somebody, no, some fucking idiot has either left that there from the house because they were doing a bit of fucking painting or, or whatever, or they were doing road work, or they were doing fucking... I, I can't imagine what you would use a fucking ladder for road work for, or they were <laughs> fucking fixing f- lampposts. Or, I, I don't fucking know, but it's somebody's work ladder has been left there. It's not a set of steps or fuck all. It's a full-on ladder has been left there. Right, and they were as using well as, it, they get up on top of the wall and then throw yeah, things as, into as the well way. as fucking road barricades and, and cones and... You know, you, you just can't fucking leave that shit lying around. But you know what the thing is, right? And this shows the brand well up for how bad it actually is. Uh, any other stadium, in, uh, any other place in the world, the away fans would be in those end blocks towards the showgrounds end. See, that would because, make sense, Mark. Because they can walk straight out of there. They don't interact with anyone. Yeah. By the way, they, I'd like to point out... They're using their own gate... Yeah, I'd like to point out that in a meeting that was held between some of the younger lad or one of the younger lads and and the club, I w- they asked me to go. The fella asked me to go, and I went. And I said, "Look, I, I said to the club, look, see if you want to prevent any shit like this happening. You put them in block K L M, and that puts an end to it because right down those end blocks. There's going back previously. You remember the, the Lundfield games, the Glen Torren oh, games, and what have you? Oh. There was a cordon." With a steel gate, uh, and there's a steel gate up that end as well, uh-huh. to stop meeting each other. So, you, like, you can't get Aye. fucking close to them. But, so, that's what I'm saying. Um, you put them down that end, and any any other club in the world would do this. You put them down that end, they're into the, the uh, car park, they're on their buses, they're away out. Yeah. Um, the only thing you sort of have to, they to look out for. They literally go out onto the foil road in their way. Yeah. Left you, the only thing you have to look 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 out for there is wee ball bags with That's outside the, the stadium. Outside that's the stadium. Outside of your control. Yeah. But uh, one of the main reasons I can think of that they won't do it is because the Brandywell is so old and shite and that stand is needs demolished. There's no disabled entrance round the other side. No, there is. Oh, there's no disabled entrance on the, the, the stand. A. Yeah, but that's easy to fix. Oh no, it's easily fixed. But see, so 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 is the whole stadium, and yeah. we've waited hundreds of years for that. There's a gap at the back of Block A that used to be like cordoned off with a uh, corrugated uh. steel or iron fucking gate, and I mean you could easily just move away part of that stand, remove part of that the back of that stand. So you can get access and Aye, but they, but but they they won't do that. So that would make sense. So you're ruling out half of your disabled access, and then there's only. Oh, there's three. always there's always the alternative of, of move the disabled access completely over to the Mark Fire. There's stand. only there's only so many bays because the there, stand yeah. is only a third of the stand. Yeah. There's only there's only a so third of the bays there. that yeah. should be there. So th- this is what I'm saying. So every avenue that you go down is a possible solution to crowd trouble. Yeah, points at how bad the brandy will is. Yeah. Um, but it's what's brought it on. What is there a reason for? It sort of crops scrapping. up. It crops up every couple of years, like from when we were going to the like every World, time there was there's a new Green Street brought it. <laughs> fucking may as well be, but I I don't know what what the mentality is or what the attitude is or or what the thought process is into fucking scrapping at League of Ireland matches. I don't. But 
it's been going on for far too long. It's easy to point the finger at, at Derry City fans. We've been going down to Dublin for years. Mm-hmm. And there's always been instances of fucking potential attacks from, you know, not so much bogues because they weren't... Was they all too stoned to give a fuck? Uh, allegedly. Eco-warriors and they can't be throwing glass and shit. They would throw <laughs> recyclable cardboard at you. Um... Always going, going down the likes of Rovers, Pats, uh, Shells, you UCD. remember the Cat and Cage um, incident at Top yeah. Park. I think it was Rovers we were playing, though. Every time we were going to the Cat and Cage, even when we were playing fucking Shelburne. Uh, like, I remember the 2006, the first ever away game that I went to. 2006, you were in a scrap. FA Cup, fifth round, Darren Kelly scores a header, five, or 1-0, down at uh, Tolga Park, just before we play PSG. Right. Go back to the Cat and Cage... Uh, we were drinking on there before the game. Grand. I wasn't drinking, obviously. I was too young. Allegedly. No comment. <laughs> uh, so, but just before we were about to leave to go down to the the, the stadium, the Brandywell, down to Tolga Park, it all kicks off. There was a couple of Rovers lads on. There was a couple of Shells lads on. It kicks off. Uh-huh. There's glasses flying everywhere. There's punches being thrown. Bully big balls as I can bully big balls and gets his fucking teeth knocked down his throat. Grand. Do you remember the bar in RD we used to stop on? Ah, that was a a mad place, like a shithole. But but again, locals. Aye, this is uh, starting a fucking thing with us. This is years ago, no. So what this I is years ago, but it it could still well fucking happen for all we know, Mark. We were just not there anymore. Was there trouble on Monday yesterday? Yeah. But was it? Was it just those Rovers fans scrapping each other at halftime? Was that Rovers fans scrapping It wasn't Rovers fans scrapping each other. No, a couple of the young lads from, um, I, I don't know, they must have been inside the ground somewhere, came down and one of them was fucking <laughs> literally throwing dick, jumped over the fucking fence to get on the pitch. They jump over the fence behind the pitch. They get into that wee grass section in front of the away fans and started fucking throwing digs at some Rovers. Cotton Pulse ended up getting involved and literally fucking him over the top rope like the Royal Rumble. And he was a Derry fan. Well, he was, he was well the he, he's, he's from the Derry end, yeah. You See, know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like, it, it was the same on Friday night when they Pulse left that gate open and somebody fucked up big time by leaving that gate open at the top of the Brandywell Road. More left it on the the they, they can't No, they left shut. it open. Aye, but they can't leave a gate shut when yes. people are still in the stadium and need to leave. Aye, but there's one gate that they leave open for that and it's literally behind the no, Mark Farns. It's, it's that open. gate that, that you come in. Aye, every, every gate will be open for accent purposes because but you that, at more that point, people shuffling out at the exact same time than that, you do coming yes, in. Yes, but at that point, all the Derry fans had left. Not all of them. Oh, yes. Not all of them because I was, I, I was maybe 20 seconds away when it kicked off. But how did you left through that gate? No, but I, I stand in front of the other gate so That it's gate's closed early. I don't think it is. As soon as they have the South End Park stand cleared, it's on the far end that, is, that, is 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 closed. That's the problem. The it's only gates, the only gates that they leave open are the ones for the car park, or the ones that will take you out towards the car park, or on the Lomber Road itself, behind where you stand, close to the the office and the club shop. That gate should have been closed, but it wasn't. Right, I've because never seen it closed after a game. But, oh, I have, but I I've have. seen it attended by stewards after a game. I've I've stayed on the ground after games and seen that it gets closed. Right. Um, maybe you stay a bit later than me though. I do I do I, I stay on for unreasonable amounts of time right whatever you else. were away early blah, after the blah, blah, Rovers blah. game so yeah. uh, go, go on ahead what, so, so what was the issue what shouldn't have happened was all the wee ball bags and including some of the boys that would go to the Brandywell 
fucking came in that gate after throwing shit in at the Pats fans and Pats fans retaliating and whatever else. And alright, they might have been acting cunts, but there's no reason for us to act fucking cunts because it's further down the line, it's going to be us to get fucking a hammering down in Dublin. For right. example, Keelan Doherty went down to Pats a, a few years back and uh, ended up leaving with a concussion even though he had done fuck all. Aye. They would just attack Derry fans because they get attacked uh, outside of Randall. Of course, and it's it'll be like that. How how do you stop it? That's the thing. <sighs> yeah. There's CCTV in the brand. I think they pick and choose, like when they use it. They pick and choose who is at fault. Yeah. So if if it's one of the lads that are there traveling up and down with the Block K boys, if they step out of line at any stage, yeah, bang your band. But then, if it's one of their nephews or something, one mm-hmm. of you know security man's nephews got him for free anyway, be, you know, going on in there, son, and he's kicking off. Oh, I'll he tell just you gets what. a scolding. There's one lad, and he was banned for pyrotechnics. I think. I think. Right. Ended up being a steward with Pulse, and does the Republic of Ireland matches, and he's banned from the Brandywell, and his father's assured they wouldn't let him back in. And he's still not doing security. Yeah. Uh, he is security in the Brandywell now? No, he's not security in the Brandywell, no. Um, like, uh, he was the one... Do you remember last year when Rovers came up? He was the one steward that went down after the Rovers fans and ended up punching one of them. And I think that's how he ended up getting banned uh, or taken off Brandywell security. And this was after Rovers had invaded the pitch and fucking started throwing dice at a dairy fan. Well, see, I think, guy... Uh, do you look for the common denominator... Now, this weekend, maybe there's an anomaly in the fact that it's both games. There's trouble at. Yeah. But the denominator could be, and I'm not saying it is, but it could be Rovers fans. Every time they're up here, something seems to happen. Oh, 100%. But, but I don't want to see five Land Rovers around the Brandywell Stadium. I don't want to see cops in full fucking Robocop mode fucking coming out and having the escort buses out or, or fucking shit like that. Aye. Well, I don't, I mean... Obviously, Pulse can't handle it then if the police need to get involved. Because it, it then gives us a bad name. I you know what I mean? We get fucked out of the, the league. All right. There's more than fucking one but reason why we get fucked a, out of the league. But employ a security firm that can handle it then. Because uh, clearly if the police have but to it, come in, they can't handle it. But <laughs> it's not Pulse that has to, has to handle because it's happening outside the ground. You know what I mean? It's uh, just we fucking young scumbags. But they're, they're <laughs> in, the police have they're, to handle They're encouraged by the scenes that they see on Friday night. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we don't have a home game now for a couple of weeks anyway, so... But it's Dundalk is the next game. That's alright. No one will come up for a Dundalk game because they're it's, shit. It's a Monday night, like, but it has potential. Is you know what I mean? another bank holiday fucking game? No, the bank holidays this week coming. Oh, we're celebrating the king this week, is it? Something like that. Um, um, we'll look at the next game because... I, this is a long one. It, it's a very long one. I bet you the the players look and <laughs> when, <laughs> whenever they've lost, they're like three hour episode when we've lost. It's twenty five minutes when we've won. Yeah. Um, because we've got nothing else to talk about about how great you all are. Um, so Friday night away to Drogheda. A tricky. Notoriously shite place for Derry to go. Yep. Tricky. No um, guard side this time. <laughs> I'm not predicting any good things for this game going off the back of, of last night. No, it's hard to be positive after last night. We'll have no Colin Whelan. 
will have. But we we're not supposed to have Colin Wheelan anyway, and we'll, we'll I don't not want to have do, Patrick Magalini. I don't want to do the "I told you so" thing. Yeah, but I told you that we shouldn't have had Whelan near the Brandywell for at least six months. And I agree. Play him in away games only, but you we'll know. have no Whelan, no Fats, no Fat Fats is out for another couple of weeks apparently. Yeah, no Dummigan still, no Conley. No patching. Uh, a mysterious knee injury has cropped up. Uh, I've heard rumours that he's away in the summer. Rumours from... I'll taxi fucking rumours, you know what uh, sort so of shit like, but... Not, nothing not, set in stone, but... None of our usual club inside sources. But it, it's more... It's, he's picked up a mysterious injury. It's easy to say a player will be going in the summer when they're not in the greatest form and then they pick up an injury. It's easy to say that. Easy. Oh, yeah. Um... I would have preferred him over Diallo last night, though. Rovers is the kind of game like he oh, he set up the two yeah, goals did, yeah. uh, down there. Um, Rovers yeah. is the kind of game that he, he would you would expect him to thrive in, mm-hmm. but he's out injured. So yeah, Dumbigan would have thrived in it. Conley would have thrived in it. You know, all the injured players would have thrived in it because they're uh, all great. Yeah. Um, um, I'm not seeing any any goodness in the Strada game coming up. I'm not. I would point to their form, Drakkar's form. It means nothing when we play down there. No, you think that, you think that. Right. They've, their last, what's that, five. They haven't won in five. Guess who their last one was against. Yours truly. Um, Perfect time to pick up form again. They haven't won in five. They have two draws. Now, apparently they're actually playing well. They have a man missing, do they not? Straight red against Strata. They played without uh, Deegan the last game. Uh, How many games does he miss? Is there an appeals process? Two yellows. Oh, well, he's back then. Yeah, he's he's back. Um, So, yeah, same old stuff from them. Do you expect uh, Deegan and Brennan in there kicking boys about the pitch? Uh, Freddie Draper causing the handling up at our end. Um, He seems to be okay as a player, you know, and he's only 18 as well. Yeah. Um, oh, it is it, because it's such a bogey place for us to go. It's hard to be positive about it, but the we have no option. We have to go and win there. Oh, we absolutely. There's no do, choice. Like the, the reality of away. Yeah, the reality of us going in anywhere and and winning after that performance last night is is fucking. I uh, might not on. think it, but obviously we we bounce back. Like I just said if if it had been UCD and we play the way we played last night. We'd struggle. Now, we, we have a great opportunity because the two teams above us now, Champ Rovers and Bohemians, mm-hmm. they play each other on Friday. So that could be a draw very easily. Those games <laughs> could end a draw. I would quicker watch that game than watch us. Mm, I hate watching on the TV. I mean, I hate being in Drock at a stadium, but I hate watching on TV at Drock at a game. Is it a well. stadium? I mean, it's the Brandywell. Um, Oh, well, it has, has more finished stands in the brand. Will give who, him that. Who starts then of, of, of who's available? What team are you picking, Baz? Uh, Tag Ryan. Um, <laughs> Brian Mahernets. Um, Kieran Cole has to play. Kieran Cole has to come Kieran back. Kieran Cole has to play because fuck playing with Ronan Boyce again. <laughs> uh, no. Where do you play Kieran Cole on the right? Right back. Right yeah. uh, Shane, uh, McJanet and Ben. Uh-huh. Uh, two midfielders. O'Neill, not convinced about him. O'Reilly, uh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Maybe Mac and F. Right. 
Is that a three or two? Is only allowed. Uh, only allowed. Right. Um, three forward midfielders. Mickey Duffy. If he's fit and available, I would go Patson. Uh-huh. As frustrating as he is, he's you know he deserves a, cr- a, a crack of the whip. a lot of goals in the against Drogheda. Yeah, uh, a couple of free kicks. He deserves at the crack of the whip. Um, in 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 this game coming up, Brandon Kavanagh. On the right, rather in the than in the middle, Graydon. Yeah, Graydon needs a game to get his head right. Right, and who's up top? Uh, XL. Right, and Jamie's on the bench uh, because Colin Wheeler's now injured. Um, Matt Ward must be pulling his his curly hair out because he's he's not getting a fucking look. No, him and uh, him tag Ryan. Extra and small Kavanagh's fucking. Bench buddies, aren't they? <sighs> and Tag Ryan, he probably plays the guitar on the bench just because he knows he's never getting off it. <laughs> um, hard to disagree with your team choice. I would keep grading and uh, no, I would leave Brandon Cavan on the bench again, even though I really do. I would feel bad for him because I feel no, actually, you know what? Although he won the penalty on Friday night, Ryan Graydon has been blown about more hot and cold this season than, than anything. Maybe, but he, he's the type of player. I think I would go midfield three, and it's a, a bit of a strange dynamic because you haven't got a natural defensive midfielder on there. I'll go midfield three of uh, uh, Patchen of his foot, uh, Bratton Kavanagh, McAniff. See, you have to remember too that Gary Deegan's going to be in that midfield, aye. and he's experienced in a bit of a shit house. Aye, but you, you maybe let a Shane McElhinney or a or a Kieran Call deal with him. Do you Kieran Call, absolutely Kieran Call. Uh, or or someone dropping in from uh, from a more forward position. Uh, but for me, the three is uh, Keane Cavan up top in the zone with Duffy and and Graydon. That would be the team that I'd start with. But I, it's, I mean, it's not easy to pick a team, is it? No, it's not, no. And especially with the amount of people that are injured. Like, we're putting it, boys in that are injured. It, it's not easy to pick a team uh, after having watched that last night either. No, no. Uh, what is Cause your... Because I find it hard to give boys a chance after that. Boys really or boys? Boys. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, what's your prediction, score prediction and goal scorers, please? I think this is the first time in a long time <sighs> that I've predicted this, but 2-1 Jota. Oh... Baz, come on. No, mate. Mark, I can only go off the back of, of last right, night. Go ahead, give you know your what scores. I mean? Give your scores. Uh, I reckon Mickey Duffy gets one for us, and I say that Dara Markey, Dara right. Markey, and Dylan Grimes. Right. Not the defender that scored against us last time? No, no. Uh, I'll give it to the forward players this time. Right. I am going to go 2 0. Two. <laughs> two nil the city. Um I think a good bounce back performance. We've got no choice. We have to go and win. We have to go and attack. Uh people are gonna be travelling down to it. I think there's gonna be a decent crowd travelling down to it regardless of the result yesterday. Yeah. Um so you have to put on a performance that in some way goes to apologising for the, the shit show that was Monday night. Yeah. Um and I think Goal scorers will be, I think, Big Keen Kavanagh and McJana from a corner. 
Okay, fair enough. Gone with Janet from a corner three games in a row now. For me, it's it's doom and gloom, but for you, it's it's not so bad. Um, try to take it as one game in isolation because the game before that we did play well, <sighs> but, but knowing us and knowing the way we go, it's it's not isolation. One other thing I wanted to point out, and I said this last week half jokingly. Monday was the beginning of the month of May. Yeah. And last season, Derry City didn't win a single league. Now, does that go into the head of the players, or more so the manager? Yeah. Um, I would like to see P-Mac make a more of a an appearance at, on you the sideline of this game. You want to get the boots on? <laughs> lying out left back? No, but I noticed uh, Connor Lockery, Connor Lockery was, was doing an, audit, an awful lot of the talking last night when I thought maybe that's that's Paddy's job and not yours. You don't know the dynamic. Paddy doesn't strike me as a roar and shouter. You want to see him at Clevenville? No, no I, I'd say he can give dressing downs, but he doesn't strike me as someone who's out panicking. Not even a panicking. Very, even very even more, get the lads I mean, that's inspired a up. That's you know you're looking for. I'd, well, I mean... Deggy was supposed to hold him as the manager, you know what I mean? You're looking for like a Mr. Motivator character, and we haven't got that. But we didn't have that with uh, Reynolds either. Like, he's not a Mr. Motivator character. He might not have been you know, at the side of the pitch. He definitely was the, inside. The motivation probably needs to come from the, the players themselves. I would agree. When I was the agree. last time you seen a player turn around and, and sort of G up the Derry fans? Fats. Probably Fats. Kieran Cole's done it once or twice. Yeah. Boys like that is what you need on the team. Boys don't understand. Boys don't understand what it's like to play for Derry. Uh, uh, um, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, it's probably for the best. The ghosts coming up them fucking stairs. We, <laughs> we've uh, we've nearly amassed two hours of of content here. Um, I don't exactly fancy going through the league table after that last uh, night either, or third, anyway. or around the rest of the league. I didn't want to know that, Mark, but thank you. Uh, We'll leave it there until next week when hopefully it's not as much doom and gloom. Uh, we have got another Friday night game away to Drogheda. Uh, it's only one game next week, so it'll be a bit shorter. Um, we'll get a look at the. I would like to fucking think it's going to be a fair bit shorter. And we look ahead to Bohemians. Yeah, and uh, for any Derry fans that do travel down to Drogheda, one thing that I noticed down there the last time we went down last season. All the needles, disposed needles. Well, that too, and the asbestos in the ceiling. Uh, but no, there's a few sneaky beakies down there. What does that mean? Plain clothes. Plain clothes supporters? Peelers. Peelers? Yeah, there's a few plain clothes guards um, that very quickly people caught on to and ended up having to put their, their guard of windbreakers on. Right. Well, uh, don't so be getting up to any illegal activities. Don't be getting up to any illegal activities, but, but keep a fucking eye on 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 that. Be doing as much on. coke as a Rovers fan on the way trip to Derry, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah, we absolutely will. Uh, we'll see you next. Well, you'll hear us next week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We didn't <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't really uh, inspire much, did we? But sure, it is what it is. It's it's back to basics back to another defeat and uh, we'll try and change that on Friday night we'll come back stronger see you later cheerio say you're different but you're